It's January 30th, 2021, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams. So welcome to another episode of Diz Podopolis, and this is episode 42, and I think we have a very special theme tonight we're all super excited about. We are just kind of calming ourselves on the inside because I think all of us are really excited about the WandaVision. But before we get started, let's introduce everybody. Okay, Fiona, why don't you say hi to everybody out there? It's it's zombie mom. I chief Wawa's. Okay, so Fiona, once again, please explain to our audience <laughs> what you're talking about. I, I mean, we're not we're not all sick here. We we didn't get corona just yet. No, we don't have <laughs> No. <laughs> we don't have corona. But you have to explain because that is disrelated what you're talking about. So you need to I mean we're I mean I mean it's it's a show about a mother. Uh-huh. Are we playing a guessing game for the audience? <laughs> no, because okay. none of them none of them will get it. Not with that information. <laughs> it's a mom. <laughs> All right. What show? What show is it from, Fiona? It's a fictional horror movie from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Ah, <laughs> uh, from Sweet Life of, Life of Zack and Cody. There you go. Right, right. They, Zack and Cody want to see Zombie Mom, and their mother doesn't want them to go see the movie because they'll be too scared to sleep at night. So, we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and yes, the Zombie Mom almost looked like their mom. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Your mom. The zombie looks like your mom. <laughs> all right. All right. Ryan, why don't you say hi to everybody out there? Well, hello to all the listeners. Thank you for joining us today on Diz Podopolis. Um, I want to say hi to my mom and to my Aunt Dolores. Uh, thank you for listening. And hopefully you enjoy our topics tonight. We're super excited. Um, Colleen? <laughs> But yeah, I think least, we're going to start off with our question, right? Or are you going to tell them what a, we're going to talk about? At least I pulled up a TV reference. Uh, at least you pulled up a TV reference. There you go. Yeah, yeah so we're definitely going to start with our question tonight. And I'm Colleen, and thanks for joining us for tonight. Okay, this one comes from the mind of Fiona. All right, Because Fiona. it takes a really long time for me to process this. Yes. To marvel. Right, this is not one of your hot topics. It's, it's, it's just one of my first steps in. Take my taking my step ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Since oh, it feels like now Marvel has been taking over the parks, but I think it's gonna. Like I say, I feel more excited. Now, what what retired horse horse still still around attraction? Would would you like to be? Would you like it to be more Marvel fied? 
Yeah, so we're seeing Marvel come into the park, especially in California, a lot more in California than Florida, because we have uh, the Tower of Terror, which has turned into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I think I think that actually made, made sense for them. Yeah, they did a really good job there. And then they're getting the whole Marvel campus there also. For and there, there, is a, there is a reason for that, too. Stepping away Bugs Land. Right. Okay, Ryan, what, what's our reasoning? Well, well, well you, okay, you have to tell him. So, so Marvel, uh, Stanley, who 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 uh, was over Marvel, made a bunch of different contracts, and one of the contracts he made was with Universal, and so Universal has a lot of rights to Marvel characters, but only east of the Mississippi. So, Walt Disney World is limited on which characters Marvel characters can go into it, whereas Disneyland's a little bit more open to which Marvel. Uh, properties can go into it right yes so yeah it should be interesting while the because those eventually will drop off and so it'll be interesting to see what happens in florida for sure yeah it'll happen over time and that's why you're seeing guardians go in because guardians weren't a part of that original marvel contract there so you'll see things like guardians able to go into epcot whereas something like spider-man's not able to go into epcot or, or anywhere in walt disney world but it can go into disneyland Yep. All right, Fiona, who's going first? How about Ryan? Ooh, wow. Okay, you're just going to, like, <laughs> jump right in on that one, huh? <laughs> there you go. Cheers. <laughs> it's like, bam. Uh, you're the one that can talk big. Well, uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, so I was thinking about this. I was like, what attraction would be kind of fun uh, uh, to ha- have changed and kind of like what what might need to be changed into um, Marvel. And I'm kind of thinking more like um, Disney California Adventure uh, Marvel. And I would like to see a a further expansion of of that. And so, and even though it's not close in proximity to it, I would say, I would say I probably would end up changing the, uh, well, it kind of is. I would change that maybe, and Fiona, you'll probably kill me, but I, I would change the animation area into a Marvel animation <laughs> area. I would, I would. I would change that into, like, Marvel meet and greet, and you can meet all the Marvel characters there, and potentially do, you could do some animation stuff still, but okay. it'd be all Marvel-themed. Yeah. Um, and so you can still do the drawing stuff, but you know, you draw Marvel characters instead, you know, be like kind of comic, you know, the comic book side of it. And, um, I also would do like some kind of Marvel experience in there where, you know, you could use your smartphones kind of like, you know, where they have the beauty and the beast area. Um, and they have that library that changes. I think I would kind of just refresh all of that and maybe even put in a whole new experience or maybe even just put in a whole new experience in that area. And I think that would really... Um, liven, liven up that that part of Disney California Adventure. I mean, I think that's all true to your mouth, where you say we're we're kind of we're kind of all all bodyists that we need to draw stuff that that's in the more realistic area. Yeah, and it kind of will fit in. It's kind of you could attach it to that Marvel, that new Marvel area where you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, and it kind of they already have a lot of meet and greets back there so i think mm-hmm. you know it could just uh, be an enhancement of of that so and i think i would just you know because there's so many marvel characters and you don't really 
um, I think people really want to go into the parks and meet those characters. And I think you could do it like in a really immersive way. And they've done that before with like Thor and done some immersive stuff. Like as you're going in, like you're supposed to be going to actually Asgard to meet them and that kind of thing. Um, I think you could definitely do some fun meet and greets inside of there where, you know, you're going in and meeting uh, some of those characters in highly themed areas because people love the characters at Disney. So I think I would do some highly themed character meet and greets in there. Oh, I totally And I know you like you. meet and greets too, Fiona. So there you go. So it wouldn't yeah. be all lost. Yeah, I, I can I can take that in the hold. Right. No, I totally agree with you. I think, and I think that might even be in the direction that they will go in the future is that whole back area. I'm pretty sure they could take all that land, including uh, the Monsters, Inc. ride and kind of repurpose all of that because it is a very awkwardly spaced arena right now. I think it, it never, it never worked. It really never no. worked. No. I mean, with it's, it's, with it's a, a redo. It was like a few truck, trucks with, with like Captain America or Black Willow balcony on top, just being like, yeah, hello there. How are y'all? But you always would have like those trucks with Black Widow next to like the, uh, you know, what the Muppets movie. It eventually <laughs> became kind of the Muppets movie next to like Monsters and Court. So it was just like a mishmash of oddities back there and stuff. And so they need to just kind of. I think that just wipe it clean and 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 retheme that hole and just expand that into Marvel even more. Right, right. Oh yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, they had those. They even had those dance, uh, like the glow in the dark dances back there, and the Alice in Wonderland theme dances. And I would mm, I went God. back there just kind of like walked through. I was it was too loud for my kids. My kids were not interested at all, and Elias was pretty small at the time. Uh, but it never, uh, even for that, it was very confined and forced into that space. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what that's what I would that's what I would do. I'd kind of start start there and take off and turn that into an, an even bigger expansion of Marvel. So yep. how about y'all? Right. Who wants to go next? Who's going next, Fiona? You, mom. Okay, mine's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a it's an attraction that's not there anymore, and the space is completely being used for something else. But I don't care. <laughs> I would love it if they brought back um, the concept of inner space. But oh, yeah. but like okay, we how many years was it since they built that thing? So we've got like fifty years, right? of mm -hmm. technology that's advanced since that point because it's a it was a pretty simple ride that accomplished a lot and nowadays we could take that and just really immerse people into the concept of shrinking down to the size of a molecule which to me is even very educational and of course yeah. it totally revolves around stark industries so <laughs> and ant-man or and or ant-man or ant yes yeah. ant-man so yeah. I think both, either way, I don't care how you do it, but I think it would be great to, because every, I think everyone has great memories of that ride as a kid. It was such yes. a great memory. I mean, you really thought when you were like five that you were shrieking. <laughs> five, I, I was probably still like, I was like, you know, 10, 12, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> go shrink. And like, <laughs> you were probably in high school, like, where's the like, let's go to inner space, you know, before it became, <laughs> Before it became Star Tours. 
you know, and we were happy for Star Tours, but yeah, we love that ride. Oh we yeah, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's a, a good concept that's worth its weight and deserves to come back and be reinvented. I vote for yep. it. I'm I'm in. <laughs> good, let's go. All right, Fiona, are you ready? Okay, I wasn't very sure if I was a top ready for this. If I was on the mixture of Fantasyland or Hollywood Studios, but my point, my very point is Hollywood Studios, and I'm gonna go obvious with the theme. I would, I would, I would think for WandaVision, uh, Scarlet Witch, okay. to, 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 to get reference in the parks along with their plan, of their planning with like the Mandalorian. So I would, I would think. Think I might cheat. I, I would, I would first think for the Pride Time, ma- ca- cafe res- restaurant. Oh, okay. The Prime Time, fifties restaurant in the, in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, the be theme, theme like on TV's. It'll feature like like clips from the from the show. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. And my other point would be, oh, then the retired attraction. The, the great movie ride it, it would be like like different per- periods of of the so sw- switching back switching back like from the 50s all the way all the way to about about the 2010s okay so, like, so okay, technically jumping through the maybe the, they could, they could describe their own history of of the TV cool they could even do that with sta- spaceship earth huh how they go through time? Yeah, it, it, but but obviously, like it's like totally point few future where where oh we'll we'll expect your future to also give you you mag- magical pow powers without having the point to know know that you're doing nothing. Okay, yeah, I like those. Those are some good ideas, Fiona. I do. Yeah, that I I think the the um where you sit down and even get to watch different Marvel things. That would be so much fun. It would be. I would I would definitely enjoy that because it's okay for a refresh of those uh, TV shows they show you. I think I have them memorized. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> all of them are almost uh, all on streaming. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're fun. I love them. But, you know, we can mix some WandaVision in there, and I'd be totally okay with that. I mean, if the I also used to have times when I'm missing the old stuff. But who, who says they're getting old? <laughs> I don't think no one. There you go. All right. Yay. That was fun. <laughs> Thank you, Fiona. That was a great topic for tonight. All right. So you guys ready to talk about WandaVision? That would be Wanda-tastic. Wanda-tastic. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Help me, Wanda. Yeah. Well, since she put me down, I bet I'm doing in my head. I come in late at night, and in the morning I just lay in bed. But why do you look so fine? And I know I wouldn't take much time for you to help me run the help me get her out of my heart. Help me run the help. 
now it's time to head way out west for a little patch of heaven. I know a place pretty as pie Where the river bend hits up with the end of the sky It's left in Nebraska And over a crest On a little patch of heaven way out west Everything's green Alright, so tonight on Dizpodopolis Like we mentioned in our intro We're going to be talking about the WandaVision, a show that's been premiering on Disney Plus. Or she is she is not a zombie mom. She is a virtual mom. A virtual mom. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what's going on, actually. She might be. So um, they've come out with the three episodes so far. They came out with Film Before, a live studio audience. Uh, don't Touch That Dial, and Now in Color. Which is very appropriate. Like if you grew up at any time, you could totally tell these things are written by people in Gen X. I mean, God bless them for just well, if you're, if you're like feeding lis- into it. If you're listening to this in your thirties and forties, you, you, you would, you would, you would totally to, to remember those references. Yeah, so like forties and fifties would be the Gen Xers. And I think some of the late 30s might remember this, but we had so many reruns when we were kids with this kind of information. Like we would watch I Love Lucy and we would watch the Dick Van Dyke show and uh, we would watch Bewitched Bewitched and the Brady Bunch and Partridge Family. Killigan's Island. (laughs) Island, yeah. So we we watched black and white shows and it was very common. And I had a black and white TV at one point, so it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. And when the first, uh, right, we'll get into talking about, but that the reaction of my children when it came on black and white, they're like, "What is this? What's going on? It's in black and white. I don't know if I can watch this." <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, this is so trippy. I think I like it. Of course, you like I'm it, Fiona. Sorry. I don't know if I can watch this. I don't I'm just sitting there going, are you serious? You guys are so spoiled. It's ridiculous. Just wear it on. It'll trick you at, at one point. Oh, but my gosh. Sort of. I don't know when. That's really because, cute. That's really cute. That's funny. Using a, Sorry using freaking out. Movies, it, it can't... The, the inner scene just... The inner scene when they're, like, acting out in the movie or as a video game just, just kind of stops near the near the beginning. Oh. Are, are you doing that into reference to the kids, like, getting upset about the black and white? Well, yeah. You're not getting far enough into a video game? Or No, they're not oh. getting far enough to, like, action. Right, right. There's a, we're getting uh, into yeah, the backstory. Yeah, like, Absolutely. Colorized, or, or it's just, it, it's, it's, they were, they were TV stars at first. Right, so, right, so they've never, they really, they, now what's interesting is, is a lot of the references from the shows that we grew up watching reruns of are filtered into their children's shows on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. You know, like, so I will go, oh, that reference. And they'll look at me like, what are you talking about? This is the first time ever. And I'm like, (laughs) no. 
This is from an episode of I Love Lucy. This is from an episode of Bewitched. I mean, it was just so yeah. funny um, watching them grow up, watching the Disney Channel shows, and you could tell where they were getting their ideas and their references from. And, there, and originally, they were talking trash and throwing in trash, trash jokes. I, well, they just were kind of taken they, aback. I just kind of did some Elias talk. Right. They were just, they were, uh, they were very taken aback by it being a black and white. And wait a minute, that's not Marvel that we know or understand. They're these big blockbuster movies with action, 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 color, 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 CGI, CGI. <laughs> and that's not cameos, what they Cameos, cameos, No, that's, that. That is not what you're going to get with WandaVision right now. Um, no, they're actually doing kind of almost a love letter to television. It is. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And the, which is not surprising because the director on this is Matt Shackman. Okay. And Matt um, has directed a lot of, of TV shows. He's really big in TV. He's, he's one of the hottest TV directors around right now. Okay. Um, he has directed stuff from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mad Men, The Good Wife, um, Game of Thrones. He started a theater company, Black Dahlia, in uh, Los Angeles, and then eventually in, became the director for the Geffen Theater. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's a lot. In Los yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, 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 he's, he's like from a theater background and from a television background. So he's kind of just doing, uh, in my opinion, like a love letter to television. Okay. Here. Well, that's totally understandable. And, I, and It's right up his alley. I mean, this is what he spends his life doing. And I appreciate it. I really honestly do appreciate it because I think yeah. um, these shows were such a foundation for what we have now that mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't have the great stories written now we wouldn't have the depth and the characters that are created on television without this core and i think it's important to understand understand that and and there are i know and they even touch on this a lot in the show the stereotypes right so there's a lot of like one-liners ripping on women Mm -hmm. because you saw that a lot but it was a lot of like tongue-in-cheek too like they're playing it out like nobody on the show really took it seriously Right? It was always the women like, ha, 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 I can do what I want. <laughs> you can say your silly lines. Like a Mary Tyler Moore, right? Yeah. You know, she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and I will defy all of your boundaries, too. Yeah. But I, it was always entertaining to me to just watch the way people interacted and how they were written. All right. So you want to dive in? Yeah, let's dive into episode one. Yeah, let's. Okay. Yeah. for a live studio audience how many times did you hear that when a show came on 
Oh yeah, that was very, very common. Yeah, uh, to be filmed in front of a live studio, and it's, and it's interesting that they chose to do that with the for, with these with the with the TV show. So with WandaVision so far, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it opens up. So as you're opening up, it's the typical Marvel credits, but then the Marvel credits turn black and white, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. How they kind of like um, transitioned into that, so you really felt it going in mm-hmm. like really diving back into the 1950s and then and then it'll be like going like wait where is this taking us <laughs> yeah and you're like hmm. and then it starts out and it's very i don't i think dick van dyke a lot with the very opening short of the show yeah, yeah yeah oh it goes it goes to four three aspect ratio was what is what fiona's referring to there so that it's not your widescreen it goes back to the typical television four three aspect ratio of mm-hmm. the traditional before high definition television like the tv that we grew up oh, yeah. we're used to it oh is it not that we're used to it <laughs> kids kids that were born probably around 2000 they're not used to it they're, <laughs> they're like, used oh, to widescreen they're like why is it shrinking on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so imagine watching television squint your eyes and then run your hand in front of your eyes really quick so it's all blurry and that's what tv oh, was like and, and that's yeah. and that's how they and that's how they record episodes that go to daily motion yeah yeah so yeah so the come and it's interesting from the beginning they're building a story because we're kind of given nothing at this point and so you see that they're arriving to their house and this is very very like textbook television show right arriving in their just married car to the house that they just bought and getting in and setting up of course the house is perfectly decorated i love it (laughs) oh yeah it's gorgeous (laughs) everything's where it needs to be and everything has a place and, and yeah i love how they happy new couple <laughs> i love how they interviewed dick van dyke for this show and even an ode to the dick van dyke show where he would trip over the ottoman so everyone needs to go back and watch an episode of dick van dyke show yep <laughs> of course you know I vision mean, isn't going to trip over i mean ottoman. It, he's burnt from mary poppins he is burnt he is he is yeah. he's lovely and you know, he walks through the chair which i think is just so funny but yeah it's very cute i really love the opening it just really pays homage to that whole scene um did you really want did you want to talk about really quick about elizabeth olsen and paul bettany well and in the opening you've got the you've got the song too so in each of the in each of these ones you have a very unique song that represents the songs mm, that mm-hmm. began television shows of the time yes. period so that's what that's the song here and you will know the um the the composers of it too yes oh yes please tell everybody who they are so the composers here are the same composers for uh that that did like frozen and book of mormon mm-hmm and Moana. So it's it's uh it's uh the Lopez's, Bobby Lopez and um oh what's his wife's name? Uh, uh Kristen Kurt, Kristen Anderson yeah. Lopez, yeah. Kristen Anderson Lopez. So it's the it's the Lopez's that are doing it. And oddly enough, Bobby Lopez has a connection to Matt Shackman, the director 
Um, they went to Yale together. Oh, how funny. They're the same age. They're in the same class. They went to Yale together, and they actually worked on a play together at Yale. Oh, how cute is that? (laughs) It's very fitting. Yeah, uh, this is a lot of mimicry composing in here. So they're really taking the essence of these genres and blending it, kind of modernizing it a little and blending it to work really well with each episode. So real quick, we're talking about Elizabeth Olsen. And I thought it was so funny uh, when I first saw her. I can't remember because I didn't see the movies in order. The Avenger movies in order. Uh, I want to say I saw her first in the Age of Ultron, the one where they're battling Ultron. And I remember. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first time you see Wanda. Okay. And yeah. I I. It was interesting because I'm looking at her face and I'm like, okay, is that Mary Kate or Ashley? And the age isn't correct. <laughs> like, wait. Wait. And I don't think they act anymore. But it, in everyone, you know, and it was interesting because I went on Facebook and everyone's like, oh, I didn't know they were related. I'm like, seriously? They're like cut from the same cloth. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's like they could be triplets. But yeah, so she's Elizabeth Olsen, and this is kind of really, I say, her big breakout role was getting to be Wanda. Is it Maximoff? Is that how you pronounce yes. her last name? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or and then Scarlet Witch is kind of her other name too. So yes. Right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Oh, they don't really. Uh, they don't reference it too much, uh, but she she is Scarlet Witch, but um, they it's mostly she mostly goes by Wanda Maximoff. Uh, Scarlet Witch is a little bit more in the comic books uh, than it is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and to be totally honest, I'm not a comic book person. Like, oh, if you oh. never heard of this character, she was she was actually rarely seen on screen. Yeah, well, she's yeah she was in uh, I think uh, Age of Ultron going forward in yes. the Marvel Universe. But yeah, they haven't really given a spotlight on them yet. So this is kind of like their first spotlight. Yes. And so Wanda was created with one of the Infinity Stones. Well, she wasn't created. She was she was already there. She uh, she got her powers from one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, her backstory is she was from Sokovia. And um, Sokovia was in a war, uh, a bomb fell on her family's house um, and it kind of, well, it killed her parents and she and her brother Pietro were hiding underneath a table, another bomb fell, but it didn't go off. And as as it kind of rolled towards them, the name Stark came up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so they could see the name Stark and then they were committed from that point forwards to um, destroying Stark Industries and just, and finding Tony Stark. And so they, uh, Stucker, who was part of Hydra, um, Stucker, uh, he, um, he recruited them and they voluntarily were, uh, you know, wanted to be genetically manipulated to be able to battle Tony Stark. And so he used Loki's scepter, which contained one of the in- Infinity Stones, to grant them their powers. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> kind of the backstory on on Wanda and her twin Pietro. Right. Right. And he actually passes in the Age of Ultron. He gets shot. He he does. Yes. Uh, they end up joining the Avengers, and Pietro dies 
valiantly saving Hawkeye and a young child. Right. Um, Ultron was going to shoot them, and he jumps in front of them and takes the bullets. And that's how that's how Wanda that's how Wanda lost her. Yeah, time. that was that the movie all eyes just watched. Just right. Today? Yes, he watched that this weekend. Yeah, because I just got a key eye on. Um, what's the robot's name? Um, the character Paul Bettany plays Paul, Vision. Paul, Paul Bettany plays, and it was like, Vision, is that you? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is actually a really good actor. I she is. I've enjoyed. Very accomplished. Yeah, I've enjoyed him for years and years. I mean, the kind the kind of like funny part is he got his foothold in Hollywood doing a Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger, which is kind of like a romance comedy mm-hmm. thing for teenagers. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he plays a very witty character in this and and not a typical character to find in a you know i guess it's a teenage romance romance medieval thing whatever they were trying to accomplish there but then he's also in a beautiful mind and plays a very quirky character in that that's the illusion of the character that russell crowe's playing one of his because he has i think it's schizophrenia or you know i'm not really sure like he i think that's the one where you have multiple characters and then he was also in the Da Vinci Clothes. He plays a very disturbed person in, in the Da Vinci Code. So he plays a very mm-hmm. good, uh, neurologically disturbed human being. So this is a very calm, tame character for him to be because he's, he's the good guy in this, right? He's the rational, good guy. I always pick the right way. And uh, I think he's, the, he's one of the people that can actually handle Thor's hammer. So you know he's a good guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how he won over the Avengers. Is he in Age of Ultron? He was able to pick up Thor's hammer. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm really um, glad he took on this role because he's, you know, he's gonna really add a lot to this character for sure. All right. So we have we have our Dick Van Dyke scene. Um, so of course, in the 1950s, we have to have something. A miscommunication, right? Like they yep. they think that they're talking about the same thing when they're talking about opposite things, and something goes awry, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're twisting. But it's different, and the thing that they they don't understand, which I thought was fascinating, how they just have zero backstory to go on. Like they're almost inventing their backstory as the story goes. They don't even really understand how they got where they are which I love. <laughs> and, and Vision's trying to start questioning it a little bit. Yes, he does. For, yeah. And like um, in his job and stuff. Yeah, he starts questioning it. Right. It's like, why know. am I here? What are we doing? <laughs> why are we still <laughs> in his job, like, Do we make stuff? Do we buy stuff? <laughs> do we sell stuff? What do we do, do in this job? What do are we, we, what we is suff- the point of this? Do yeah. we suffer for it? Do we suffer for it? <laughs> But that is a very common trope from that time where, you know, the dads went off and they, you know, nobody really knew what they did. They just kind of went off to work and, you know, nobody, you know, didn't really explain what the dad did or what the companies did. They just went to work. Right. And I think the Dick Van Dyke show is probably one of the few that did because he was, they were yeah. doing, I, I think some of it was just trying it for writers learning how to develop past what they knew. 
right? So even like the Dick Van Dyke show, Dick Van Dyke was playing a comedy writer. So they knew how to write that. They knew the experiences that they had. So that was included in the show. But yeah, I love that it was the name of the company was like computer. Oh yeah, computer services, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of calculations, apparently. So yeah, so there's the miscommunication of why is there a heart on the calendar? And you know, the typical response of course is, oh, it's a special day, right? Mm-hmm, yep. And I loved how they like twisted that with, oh, the hearts are coming to dinner, which are his, his boss and his wife coming to dinner are the hearts. And they even questioned that. I remember, you know, they're like, well, why would we abbreviate? <laughs> <laughs> None of this makes sense. And it doesn't. <laughs> and a lot of the 1950s shows didn't make any sense either, honestly. Yeah. Well, and there and, and there are some very foreshadowing lines also at this part, especially around the heart cuz like Vision says, you know, I I can't ne- I I can never forget, you know. Right. And Clearly, something has happened, and Wanda has controlled something, or something's controlling where where Vision has forgotten, which is highly unusual. So you know things right. are not—they're not like they're you know from that him saying that you know things are off already. Something's off in this universe. Right, they're placed here with like, he has no background information at all. Like someone has yeah. done this, plopped him from wherever he was, put him here, and he's trying to coexist. <laughs> <laughs> this atmosphere. It's like, okay, am I supposed to know what that means? And, you know, that's where you get the sitcom where they're like, well, do you know what it means? I know what it means. Kind of, you know, you're like, oh my gosh. And it, that, it was really funny. Is that always, these miscommunications drive Jeff, my husband, absolutely bonkers. <laughs> In sitcoms. This is, his, oh my gosh, just pick up the phone and explain. <laughs> Use your words. So then let's let's bring in Agnes because she's fun. She's a fun gal. Oh yeah, I like it. Agnes is the nosy neighbor. Yes, and um, I really like this actress too. She came out with that show that was out. Oh Lord, I think it was like in the nineteen late nineteen nineties, Crossing Jordan. Do you ever watch Crossing Jordan? Because she was. Um, so Jordan was a coroner and she would always like look into and investigate these murders. And the woman, Catherine Hahn, who plays Agnes, she was kind of like um, the manager, not the manager, more of a secretary, you know, in the office assistant, that sort of a thing. And yeah. to me, a lot of times, like her personality absolutely stole the show. And I'm like, oh, I really like this actress. Like I'm really enjoying, because she's a little goofy, but you know, kind of supporting. And there was just something about her. And I've really enjoyed watching her um, over the years kind of develop her comedy situation. And she's really, she really nails it in WandaVision. She's spot on, I agree. Yeah, so you have the welcome to the neighborhood with her bringing over a plant. Because, of course, you always bring over a plant. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, in the first show, she doesn't seem to let on that she knows anything. She plays right in the role, a lot of support, 
for the character. And she also brings that element to TV shows where there's the invisible character, her husband, Ralph, right? We never see Ralph. Yeah, that's another common trope for sitcoms too, mm-hmm. that you don't see the, 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 the invisible spouse. And it's kind of perfect. Like I love that in um, Frasier, like you never saw yeah. his sister-in-law. Meredith, well, his wife, Meredith, yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, you can't. Oh, not Frazier, yeah, it was his sister-in-law, yeah, it was his brother's wife, yeah. It's like, it's like if you get those moments, like, who on earth are you asking, where is your super suit? <laughs> there you go, Frozone? Yeah, you don't see Frozone's wife either, huh? Yeah. You hear her. <laughs> and maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe later on, you could just see, you could just see her body all the way, all the way up to her neck. Yeah, it's, it's, they build so much onto a character when you don't see them. Like, no one could ever feel that imaginative person that you've built in your head, and it would always be a letdown if you actually saw them. <laughs> I, I, you, if, I, if we ever saw Fraser's sister-in-law, you'd be like, no, uh-uh. Yeah. No, because you said she would look like this, and that's not it. But yeah, so Ralph, Ralph is, oh, Lord, who knows? Ralph is better looking in the dark. <laughs> yep i don't know if we'll see ralph yeah and i'm i'm okay with not seeing ralph totally good with that yeah so agnes definitely jumps in here and is helping wanda figure out the evening and the well so wanda is figuring out this is a romantic heart on the calendar so she's planning a romantic evening for them and vision is expecting a dinner for his boss and wife Apparently with five courses yeah. and a string quartet. And fun fact, the most imi- the most intimidating part of this family is they have to stay disguised mm-hmm. when, vis- when visitors come in. Exactly. Like so this permanently. is yeah. So this is um, where your comedy ensues, right? When the the boss and the wife come over. Well, yeah. When, yeah, they're they're hiding stuff. Yeah. When you when you have a couple that's that doesn't feel like they're from Earth. <laughs> and that's a common sitcom trope too. You get it like with Alf, you know, mm-hmm. where they were hiding an alien in the house and different things like that. You know, where they can't reveal who they really are. Uh, same thing with Bewitched. Samantha can't reveal that she's a witch, kind of thing. So you know, you see this so, and. and uh, what was what I dream of Jeannie mm-hmm. you know oh was another good one revealed. yeah another good where you can't reveal that she's a genie and that's it so this is something that plays over and over and over again through sitcoms yeah oh I loved I, I dream of genie oh my gosh that mm-hmm. show was awesome <laughs> good one yeah. Coco Beach Florida genie <laughs> genie what have you done what's that from and uh, just just some Halloween playlist i've listened to oh yeah she has like really it's an old song i bet she listens to a lot of like old was a pop culture halloween songs from like the 50s and 60s and stuff like that so yeah i mean it's like gotcha. just, i just saw them pop up on online and just thought oh i need speed up music for for working on drawings yeah she gets her inspiration listening to them totally cool yeah it was interesting yeah um so they kind of figure out the evening and, but she comes back over a little bit later. Agnes yes. comes back over a little bit later to help out with dinner because, you know, they 
Eventually the hearts make it there. Wanda doesn't know that it's going to be a dinner with the boss. She thinks it's a romantic dinner with her husband and dressed a little provocatively and um, surprises them, um, but... <laughs> but that's <laughs> you know, okay, because she's European. They make up, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, just comedy. It's, it's very, to me, very I Love Lucy kind of comedy at that point, uh, slapstick and that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, and, um, oh, and another thing I thought was fascinating is in, in, this, in this episode, they were playing the Yakety Yak Don't Talk Back song. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> just was so odd because they were playing it at work. And then later on, they do a sing along with his boss and wife. And I'm thinking that's probably not the song they'd be playing at work. It's a little off because that would be the song that the teenagers would be playing in high school. Oh, yeah. When they're dancing in their bikinis, probably. <laughs> <laughs> their bikini beach movies. Yep, those were a thing back yep. then. They had Bikini Beach movies. It was all the rage. So I thought that was interesting. That was interesting. Um, but Agnes comes back over and she helps out at the, at this point. Oh, um, yes. Uh, which is funny because Agnes comes in with a bunch of food and she's like, what kind of housewife would I be without a four-course meal ready to go? And I'm just like, I mean, that's funny because it's like very... 1950s i mean you know that's how that how television looked back then i mean yes. you know, you'd have just suddenly boom all this this four course meal would appear and <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah i mean that just was what you did <laughs> yeah apparently the tv execs never spoke to grandma flint because <laughs> <Yeah, true. laughs> set them straight yeah that's uh, funny yeah that was not our grandma <laughs> Here's some crackers and cheese. I have no idea how old they are. Enjoy. <laughs> and I think it's fascinating, like, as you're watching it, Wanda's using her powers to move stuff around the uh -huh. kitchen, but they're using very practical effects. There is things on it's things on wires moving around. Well, obviously, yeah. it's, it's, it's got to be like that because that, that's how, that's how they, 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 they use emitted objects in, in 60 shows. So, yeah, they were using the same the technology. Fly, fly around the, the whole room. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do CG. They did very practical effects. And even one of them where the plate is put back together, you know, they, you know, clearly just reversed the film kind of thing, um, which is, which you would see all the time in 50s, 60s movies if something got broken and uh, Genie or... Uh, Samantha from Bewitched put them back together they just reversed the film yeah oh yeah they did it all uh, over Mary Poppins uh, yeah. and, and, and that, that was my that was surprisingly my classic inspiration of my stop motion with a bunch of wires yes when we did Fiona's stop motion there was mm -hmm. there was so many wires yep you betcha well that's the only way you can get oh, yeah. things to fly I, yeah. I figured the 60s way instead of like like the how they usually do it with a green screen. Yeah. The only thing I thought was interesting when she was cooking um, is it was like none of it was getting done. Like there was, there was like, I'm going, um, 
She obviously has never cooked anything in her entire life because she couldn't even like think of what to tell the things to do. Like she's, I don't, uh, okay. It's just gonna all fly in the air at this point because yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny gag. I mean, clearly Wanda can't cook. No. And she never really needs to except for like herself because Vision can't eat. Nope. There you go. Uh, oh yeah, and, and here comes and here, here's gonna, we're gonna say that to, to tribute a, a, about whatever happens to his body if, if, if he eats something. Oh yeah, we definitely see that in episode two, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, but she does get something on the table and things are starting to fall apart with the boss and the wife, like beyond like a normalcy situation here like with, if, if where the wife starts to get panicky the boss's wife gets panicky and she's kind of dizzy mm -hmm. like something is definitely not happening that would happen in a tv show yeah and this is like the moments where when i when i heard like the mm, like the ominous ring noise it's it's like oh it, it didn't feel like that was it was it was out of, out of the scene. Oh yeah. Like no laugh track. Mm -hmm. No, no nor usual music. I think no no static effects on the TV. You can feel a little panic in the air. Yeah, like if the walls are closing in. Right. Yeah, that's a good reference. Yeah. So she does. She gets breakfast for dinner on the table, and so it starts. The show starts to move forward again when that happens like they almost like press too much far into the chaos and everything falls apart so they did they got everybody to the table and all the food on the table so to save the scene and they sit down and then you really start to th see things like slowly unravel as they're eating like the tension doesn't subside like you think it's going to subside at this moment yeah or when the boss ac accidentally chokes on like I think it was like a meatball. But why is that happening, Fiona? Well, did you catch why that's kind of happening? Well, well, I think it was because how how Wanda then 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 settle up then settle how the meat was for if right. the, the boss didn't then chew right. Right. So they start asking questions like, why did you move here? How did you meet? Uh, and then how where did you get married like, like all it, these questions and, and it's like unpaid tensionable you just swallow a, a whole a whole gulp of meat right he like so the character kind of panics um along with wanda and vision like they don't have any answers to any of these questions like this whole thing is set up and there's no answers so it's hard for the show to move forward because there's there's nothing there and there's no you know so like think of a way so, to stop it mm -hmm. yeah there you go like, just, just to stop it oh choke your boss well so so what happens so wanda wanda is getting caught off and 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 she doesn't have this backstory and it's interesting because the wife is mrs hart is like first telling mr hart stop it stop it you know like oh stop it you know in a very giggly way oh stop it you know and well stop pressing them kind of thing mm -hmm. and she's very doing it offhandedly you, you can see wanda's getting more and more frustrated and i my my opinion is wanda caused mr hart to choke 
Um, she looks at him and blinks, and he starts choking. And he had—he really hadn't taken a bite of food at that point. And so right. it's like it's like she, Wanda Wanda causes that, and she then becomes disconnected. And he's mm-hmm. just choking there for a while, and nobody's doing anything. And the wife goes into this loop of "stop it, stop it," right. and it almost turns to Wanda. Then is like saying "stop it" to Wanda over and over and over again. Then Wanda seems to kind of like snap out of it for a second and then tells Vision, Vision, save him. And they're out of character Mm -hmm. at this point. They're not they're not in character at all. And Vision goes in and does this thing and reaches into his throat and pulls out the whatever was lodged inside of his throat. But it was it was interesting. So you can really tell at this point things are way off with this universe. Right. Oh, yeah. Because you can even see the wife like she is unable. She is frozen. She's not able to help her husband. She's not able to stand up. And at first she's laughing, but you can kind of see, you know, there's tears welding in her eyes from the panic of seeing the situation, unable to react other than the line that's been fed her. She doesn't know what else. to. There's nothing computing in her brain. Yeah, and definitely Wanda has to get out of character, realizes that she needs to save the situation that she's caused. Yeah, I agree with you, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like for a blank stare, just immediately use your superpowers, Vision. And it's interesting because right after that moment, everyone acts like nothing happened. And, oh, that was a great evening. Oh, we have to be going now. So it's yeah, kind of it's like, ha oh, ha ha, this is such a great, wonderful evening. My husband just about choked to death and died. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's forgot. I know, it was like, it was just like, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. It's as if the TV cat rewinded, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a moment for sure. Absolutely. So then they end up, they end up leaving for the evening and um, the Vision and Wanda sit down on the couch and... Uh, that seems to be almost the end of that episode, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, this is where she kind of throws the line. We are an unusual couple. Yeah. And so they create, they kind of sit down and loosely create a backstory. So this is going to be their anniversary. Their song's going to be Yakety Yak. And they create rings for each other to kind of make it official and yes. give them something. They kind of say, yeah, they say I do at this point. Right. So like like an unofficial like there is kind of like an unofficial wedding yeah right 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 at this point and they and they lived happily ever after was the line or did they <laughs> or did they <laughs> now real quick oh did yeah. you have a thought Ryan yeah. no 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 because I was gonna go to the ending credits okay. yeah so, so before well, that Elias this part at the very end Elias was like yap the yap talking at the end oh. We, yeah, I, my children can never go to a movie theater again. That's what people understand. Like, that is ruined forever. Thank they you, will, coronavirus. They will, I, I don't think they will ever be able to be sit quietly and enjoy a movie. Their opinions are going to flow through the entire thing. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. It's ruined. It's over. But real quick before we went to kind of the, the right before the credits, is I wanted to bring up the commercial that they threw into there. Oh, yeah, the, oh yes, the, I'm glad so, you did, yeah. So like the fake commercials. Yes, I love the fake commercials. They're so much fun. So this one is the Toastmaster 2000 
forget the past. This is your future. <laughs> Which is perfect but for the, the whole philosophy of what's going on mm. and what Wanda's doing. And um, just, it's just in the toaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the toaster is actually symbolic of vision. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, forget the past. This is your future. And, okay. um, you know, because kind of like sometimes c- cyborgs, for lack of a better word, or, right. you know, the, the, um, are referred to as toasters. And in the comic books, she, Wanda lovingly refers to Vision as a toaster. Oh, it's like, oh gotcha, gotcha, so, good. Yeah. Good. And, so they personally. In Battlestar Galactica, it's a pejorative, it's mean. They're being mean and bullying. But in, in the comic books, Wanda does it as, as oh, you're my lovely toaster. I love you, toaster. You know, kind of like, it's a, it's like a loving term yeah. for her. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you look at the at the toaster itself, the face, it looks like it has a face. Right. And it's interesting because it makes that, that, like, kind of disturbing beeping sound. Yeah. Too, and, which is a little offsetting. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And honestly, one point when it was totally off filming it had like well like our mic right here a little red red beam mm-hmm. so eventually they did actually fr- they did throw in an easter egg right and then because that makes perfect sense with the toaster and bringing in the stark industries because mm-hmm. vision is a product a part of a per- piece from stark industries yeah he's a he is a tony stark production in sort of in a way because it's it's jarvis melded into a tony kind of like tony stark funded how the um the the flesh would be put onto robot basically yeah right oh yeah yeah it is it is a so vision is a creation of tony stark in a lot of ways through with with the with the help of one of the infinity stones the mind stone yeah, yeah, and those two two actors that they got to play in those commercials are perfect because one oh, of them yes. he's kind of has that dark brooding face about him, so you're like, mm, he's a little bit off. And that girl with the long nose and the the face, her like kind of the way her cheeks are laid out, it's just like off just a little bit, you know. You're like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and you wonder if they're not going to come back later on and be something later yeah. on, you know? Right. Oh, and I wanted to mention really quick, uh, Mrs. Hart, because those two actors and the guy who played Mr. Hart aren't very well-known actors, but the woman who played uh, Mrs. Hart is uh, Deborah Jo Rope, who was in The 70s Show, which was super awesome. Mm-hmm. She's love her she's in friends a lot too also she plays phoebe buffet's um sister-in-law <laughs> when her brother marries a much older woman <laughs> that's funny yes a she's a good actress yeah she is her laugh is um she's a great laugh and mm-hmm. it's like an appeasement laugh but she's kind of like to calm <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, 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 oh stop it. Oh, yes. Stop it. It was you know? perfect for that yeah. scene. She nails that, yeah. Yes, I loved it. Okay, so um, after that, we're going into the credits, right? Mm-hmm. And you see- Goes to a honeycomb shape. Goes to that uh, uh, hexagon, um, which is interesting. Yeah. There's, hexa- there's a lot of hexagons. There are a lot of hexagons. A lot of references to bees. 
Yeah, and reference it. And some people think it could be a reference to um, an organization called AIM. Okay. Which is a which is a branch of Hydra. All right. It's a science branch of Hydra, and they 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 also used a hexagon in their logo. Okay. It yeah, it's really hard to know. Um... Because I, I think we're in, a, in accordance where Wanda's kind of done this, right? So what mm-hmm. part of this is her imagination and what part's real? Yeah. We, we think Wanda's done it, but we're also wondering, like, is, is Wanda in full control? Right. Or is she doing this with someone? Or that we still don't have all the answers there. Right. Or is she kind of manipulating it to survive? Who You know? Yeah, so it's in, we don't we don't and that's that's part of why I love this television show is we don't know all of the answers right away. You just have a lot of questions, and so as the audience here just kind of like left to all these wonderful questions. Right, and I, I'm wishing they they would do a little they'd pull back on the commercials just a tad, <laughs> like not reveal. They're almost revealing too much to me in the commercials, and I mm-hmm. they I think they need to calm it down a little bit. Now, when they do pull away on that last thing, you see that they're actually on a television screen and somebody's watching them. And they have Mm -hmm. like this remote control and they also have a journal with the circular sword symbol. And and that's an organization. Yeah, yeah, the the golden sword is an organization. Symbol is like like the the throughout icon. Right, and I have no idea what sword is. Um, they kind of, they're, the so sword is supposed to be like protectors of the earth and protect it from weapons. Okay. Um, especially alien weapons. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of seems to be what this is going to potentially be, like uh, some sort of organization like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because, yeah, you see it a lot going on like it's kind of like infiltrating like slowly filtering in and they're yeah so you don't know if like they're trying to calm down the situation or figure out what's going on and kind of see well and i think we'll kind of get into that in the next little few episodes too right right without without going too and too in depth with it right away because we'll see the symbol come back but also notice it goes from, I believe it goes at this point from four, three aspect to wide aspect. So that's showing you're going from the television, the made up, whatever, the made up mm-hmm. universe into somebody is actually watching them in the real, real, in quotes world. Yeah, whatever the modern times are. Yeah, whatever, somebody is actually watching this or potentially manipulating or help manipulate what's going on. Brian, I think I discussed that with you too. Like there's 2,800 on the, on the address, on the the building on their, I'm sorry, on their house. And Mm -hmm. someone was saying, like, I know I've done like a little research going through that, that meant earth 2,800. And I don't really understand like how time works in the Marvel universe. But that was supposed to be the time space that they're occupying. Yeah, well, possibly, but that that maybe, but that I think this is also an extension of um, the current Marvel. I think we're still somewhere in the same Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline as where we where we ended up with um, Endgame. Okay. I think there's a piece of it there, and we'll get to why when we get to um, Geraldine. Okay. 
in the next episode. So, or in the, when we start discussing episode two, because Geraldine is an important figure. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so real quick about the closing credits. I love, I love this effect because it's so uh, like dives into the science of colors and light in the well, RGB. They kind of like, like graphic the, the CGI with pixel pixelated. Right. Almost, yeah, so you're, you're diving into the pixels of television. Almost hexagonic-ish. Right, and, and colors in our light is focused on televisions and on our screens is RGB. And so I love, like I did this experiment when I was in fourth grade where you took like a flashlight and you took a film, uh, like a red film, a green film, and a blue film, and you put them together mm -hmm. and it's white. And it... it defies logic, right? Because if you put those together, it should be darker. It defines the blind of color. Yes, it, it, it turns lighter as you put them together. And you get different colors. It's just so fascinating to me how they do it, because it's counterintuitive, honestly. Oh, it's quite spectacular. Yeah. It's fun. I used to, when I taught physics, you know, I always would do that with my kids every year. Yeah. All right. So you ready to dive into episode two? Oh, yeah. Because um, I think we, we went through the credits i'm trying to remember if there was anything at the end of episode one but i don't i think that's it but i think they, i think you're right i like i like the i love the credits i think i think they're i think it's really pretty with the red green blue right and they kind of like three-dimensionalize things that happen on the screen with the rgb mm -hmm. pixels yeah it's fun yeah and i and i mean i just like that technology and all old cathode ray televisions and stuff and you know sunny trinitrons were some of my favorite cathode ray tubes growing up with some of the highest definition and stuff so it's it's fun it's fun to see that old school stuff pop up yep all right so episode two don't touch that dial <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch oh, the dial. We'll be right back. Does that mean like, oh, don't touch the dialogue? No, it means, okay, so there's commercial breaks, right? Yeah. And they don't like- That's funny enough. I know. We have to like explain, we have to explain. I know. Okay, so for, that's okay for, for a new joke. So TVs used to have like, you, you, you didn't have remote controls or anything. You'd have to literally go turn, turn a dial. Dial. Like, like uh, you know on your oven, you know on your oven how you turn up the temperature like like a ro rotates. <laughs> yeah, you have you'd have to do the, you had to do the same thing on your television. So they called that your TV dial, and you dial in the TV station that way, just like you dial in a radio uh, yeah. station. It's like I always do that on my TV if if I if I don't hear a certain thing when when the characters are speaking. It's a little different, but. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, just, it's not a physical dial. You it's just, just sounds like you made a meme phrase. Yeah, you, you used to have to get your bottom off the couch, walk over to the television, turn a physical dial on the television for the volume or the channel, and then go mm -hmm. back. And so the, when the commercial breaks would come on, they say, don't touch that dial because they wanted you to stay on that station and just sit through the commercials. 
Yeah, they didn't want you to turn in. It's like, it'd be like saying, don't flip that channel. You know, don't flip the channel with your remote control and stuff, but don't touch that dial. So it's just funny. Yep. Okay, so this is a great, this opening scene before they run the titles is a great ode to I Love Lucy and the two separate beds. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. So did they do the... Do they do the credits? Do they do the opening sequence before that? After um, that. That was after that. After okay. that, yeah. So they have the opening scene where they're, they're in their bedroom and the two beds and Vision's mm. scared because he hears a sound oh, outside. Oh, I, well, I hear tiny too. creaky noises. Right. And so you know, they get up and Wanda keeps turning on the lights because she hears a noise and Vision's disturbed. He wakes up because of the switching lights, right? And of course, Vision gets up to check in, and then he gets scared because of the noise, and then so Wanda has to take care of the situation, which is awesome. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I I just I just pulled that those those branches from the window. Oh, that was the fakest branches banging on the window ever. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that was his shadow work. You can tell they did that on purpose, and it was just cute how they did that. You know, there was just some guy out there, boom, 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 holding the branch up to the window and banging it. Probably on the Perfect. ladder. But that, I, I, I love that they do that with this show. I think Matt, because that's how they would have done yeah. it, like in the 50s and 60s. And I think Matt nailed it when uh -huh. he was doing this. I mean, like he just, they did, they went all, whoever went back and did some of the research for the set pieces and the decorations and how they film things because stylistically you know you've got in that first episode is three cameras three camera angles and that's how you would have done i love lucy mm -hmm. is three camera angles or the dick van dyke show i mean it was just you know very limited and then it kind of expands into a little bit more with the with this new one and stuff and i i just i'm just like the ode to television and tv history i'm just so impressed with it <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great. just geek out all day. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. It's just and just like all these memories come flooding back. Yeah. And then I almost very I, nostalgic. Yeah, I feel so bad for people who didn't grow up watching these shows and don't like get the references snapping. Well, you know? yeah, like me. Yeah. Yeah, like you. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I just have nothing to say for these shows. We're we're gonna have to have you go back and watch like episodes of I Love Lucy and Bewitched mm -hmm. so that you kind of can have a have uh, a grounding to what this is. Or I would, and they're good. You I won't mean, be bored. I promise you. I mean, I would totally watch them alone. Just oh just yeah, for like, oh Fiona, you would love it. Just for like sassy opinions from brothers and sisters. Oh yeah. No, it's, yeah, I think you're right, Fiona. I think you would really love episodes of Bewitched and I Love Lucy. And I think you're like, I dream of Jeannie. And you don't have to watch all of them to get the No, it's overview. a lot, obviously. Right, just an overview of, of what was going on in the shows. You know, it's definitely a, a chemistry and a for, formula that they were using for all these shows. Yeah. But that's right. I mean, the banging of the window was great, Colleen. Oh I gosh. thought that was hysterical. Oh, when they showed that lamb, I just lost it. <laughs> Big, thick lamb. Yes. Okay, so then I love how um, she pushes the beds together and then makes it one bed. Because I think that mm -hmm. happened on I Love Lucy. Like, eventually they were allowed to have one bed on the TV show. <laughs> Yeah, no, they couldn't have one bed. I mean, they were the sensors wouldn't allow it. They had to sleep inside. They had, like they had to sleep in their bedrooms. Had to be separate beds. 
Yes, and and so like I and, I remember asking my parents, yeah. like, did people used to sleep in separate beds and <laughs> in their and to and Elias, this doesn't seem normal. <laughs> yeah, the kids right away were like, what is going on in this bedroom? <laughs> Why are they in separate beds? It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you know, Jeff and I have like the huge king size bed, and at one point we would have five people sleeping in this bed sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I just don't. I feel bad for any like parents that don't have a king size bed. Like I really don't know how you managed it with children. I have no idea. Yeah. So then. That was that. That was a great gag, though. Pushing getting the pushing the beds together. Yes. And they go under covers, and you know. We kind of you kind of figure out what they're doing after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like they leave that to the imagination. Yes, but I wish they would leave but, more to the imagination now. Honestly, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But that does bring okay. So back to Agnes in the first episode. Yes, she really Agnes is really pushing for Wanda to, um, you know, there's that whole. How, you know, how do you please your husband? Uh-huh. How do you, how can you be more sensual with your husband? And Agnes is really pushing for this, which I think is interesting. Okay. Um, and she continues pushing for this, like almost like she's wanting them to have kids. Okay. And like the neighborhood's really pushing for them, especially in this episode, as we get later into this episode, it seems like there's a big push for them to have kids. Right. Cause yeah. So then we go into the credits, which is just an essentially a ripoff of Bewitched, and I love it. Oh, it is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When, God yeah. Bless with like the the cartoon intros and outros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just love it. And again, the Lopez's nailed the song too, and then oh. all they do in this one is one division, yeah. one, one division. One it's almost Flintstones. and that's it. That's the whole song on this one. <laughs> perfect it works it, and it just it brings everything together you know exactly what time period it is you know what they're trying to to achieve mm-hmm. and uh so then yeah so we go in into they're where, in the living room future is being made today <laughs> that okay and so that that i'm glad you brought that up so they're in uh west was it westview westview so they're they they live in westview and they have a slogan and what is that? Colleen, do you remember the slogan? Oh, the Westview slogan. I thought I was doing well, like, seeing Welcome to Westview. So on, on the on the cartoon version, we're seeing Welcome to Westview. Home, it's where you make it. Home, it's where you there make you it. There you go. Home is where you make it. That's what it was. But you're also seeing a new reality, too, mm-hmm. is another one that they're pushing. Yep, there you go. I'm glad you guys found that. I mean, I said it's futuristic. It is. I found a little bit of the Jetsons too in that intro. Well, I said Flintstones. The Flintstones. Yeah, well, it was yeah, that was all. Both of those were yeah. That's amazing. I don't think people knew that a lot. Like the Flintstones was actually a nighttime television show that the family would watch together. It wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. It was it was it was. It would be like the Simpsons. Right. Yeah, it'd be like the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. So they're, uh, they're, yeah, so we're in Westview, we're establishing the town, we're establishing that this is a city, and, and we're doing a talent show, girls and boys. That's right. I, we always have to have a talent show. 
oh my gosh, where have all the talent shows gone to in these, these uh, yeah, sitcoms? Now, now, now I'm bringing, yeah, I mean, the costume work of this part, just, 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 I, I think it's, it's totally giving, giving me buy for, for the 60s. Oh, all the, the dressing that all the people have, all the costumes? Yeah, with the magicians and tap dancers, cowboys, and horse suit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. They have some beautiful costumes, and their hair pieces are amazing. Their wigs. Oh, oh yeah, they did a really uh, good job. Like, you don't have to look back to your to your closets on whatever you left from, from, from the shows. Just remake them. <laughs> Here you go. But, and I think it's cute for the talent show that they're going to be, they're magicians. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of, isn't that how this one, after the credits opens up, they they are doing their, they're getting their magic act ready for the community show? Yes, and the other thing I love about this is everything happens in one day. So we see them in the living room practicing and bringing in their cabinet of mystery with mm-hmm. uh, the Mind Stone graphic on it. So you're... yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, it's priceless. Yeah. I want one of these. And uh, they're, you know, they're practicing and they're, she's going to be his assistant and they even break the wall and all the magic in this show. So I love it how she goes, oh, how was that? And she comes out from behind the trick wall. <laughs> Just like- if it's like a Saturday Night Live skit where, where, oh, uh, you, when, when, his assistant randomly goes in the box. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll be turned to a bunny, and voila, you're a bunny. And oh no, you're not turning back all of a sudden. <laughs> was that on Saturday Night Live? I think so. You think so? Um, I, it was something I saw when I was really young. I'm, all right. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's funny. What did you think of the cabinet and that what they were doing at this point, Fiona? Well, I I obviously think they they would have messed up or uh, yeah I would I would I would I would just went on to the point where there's always a door behind the box. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it was interesting how they were gonna just show all how they did all the all the illusions. And it, it is another piece of foreshadowing because they land up having to explain everything in the talent show. Mhm. Because things go a little wire uh, a wire back later on. Now they, their their names are also interesting because Vision becomes Illusion mm-hmm. and Wanda becomes Glamour, which is kind of like also foreshadowing or just kind of telling of what's actually really happening. That this is an illusion. This is there's a glamour, like she's glamoured everything into into this new reality. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So. They take off, and I love this. I'm like, she's going to the planning committee with all the women, and he's going to the neighborhood watch committee with all the men. Oh, chihuahuas! And what's interesting is it diversed with 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 like the women's night night club and the men night club. (laughs) Well, what I thought was interesting is because they go to this, and one has like a really good time, and one doesn't. So oh yeah, because I'm I'm secretly a robot, and I got I got to stay normal when I work, eat, and and talk, and and posture work. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so we're getting to that definitely. So um, Vision leaves, 
to go to the neighborhood watch party because he's because the tr the whole tree incident. They want to make sure the neighborhood's safe because there's some unsavory characters in town and they've heard some murmurings, which Wanda interprets as as people are figuring out about them. So he goes to that meeting and then um, Wanda's going to go to the planning committee and she goes with Agnes. But right before she meets Agnes, Fiona, do you remember what what she runs into in the yard, the front yard? Oh, uh, the, the the colorified um, helicopter with the sword symbol on it. Right. So you're seeing it's a tad bit like a red and a yellow and a silver toy plane, toy helicopter, and it has the sword symbol on it, which is really odd. Like I, I, I do you have any ideas about this, Ryan? This one was very confusing to me. Well, okay, so. I do have an idea, and I'll get to it when we get to the party a little bit. But okay. then she does find she finds that helicopter with the sword on it, and so we know there's an organization called Sword, mm -hmm. and in the comics, and we're thinking, and it's the same symbol on here that they use in the comics, or a very similar symbol. So we're, we're I'm thinking that it could be the same organization. I just didn't I didn't get that why it was a plane hel a helicopter toy. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, that that threw me off. But yeah, so she meets Agnes in the yard and she kind of hides it. Like she doesn't want Agnes to see because she really wants to to seem normal, right? Like a typical, right. and she wants to she wants to blend in. I, I think some of this is, is from her life never being a typical child growing up, never having that family, that stable family because of where she lived and the bombings and then being taken. Yeah, her parents her. being killed right. at a very young age. Um, so uh, another thought is that she grew up maybe watching these uh, TV shows. Okay. Um, be like what we've been talking about. And so her version of living a loving American life would be um, – this would be in one of these TV shows. Right, the example she saw on television. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's kind of recreating and mimicking these examples she saw on television. Uh, yeah, we don't know if she's doing it consciously or subconsciously. Yep. Or a little both. Yeah, yeah. true. Because we know she wants to be back with Vision again, so that, that, is, a, that is a question. Mm -hmm. He's the, color, the plane's the color of Vision. Red is a very important color, especially in this episode. So right. we see the red. This the first red thing. It's the first color thing we see is the as the helicopter and it's red. Mm -hmm. All right. So they go off of the rabbit. I, okay. So we have a pet rabbit. So I just thought the whole pet rabbit thing was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good times. Senor Scratchy. I'm just oh, yeah. Senor Scratchy. With the magician act was. Yeah, there, there was a rabbit, right? There, yes, I just, I love that. Okay, so now they're going to go, Agnes is taking her to meet Dottie. Oh, Dottie. She's fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Lord. after you went out of the borderline of a helicopter that came out of, out of nowhere. Right, so Dottie is borderline psychotic. <laughs> She, she's very Stepford wife. At yes, this point. she's yes. frightful. Mm -hmm. So Dottie yeah. Jones. Controlling everything around her, controlling the neighborhood. Uh -huh. There is definitely some control issues with Dottie. And what's interesting is her husband is Phil 
Jones, I believe it's Jones, yeah. And Phil yeah. Jones is the one that I may have gotten fired at work. <laughs> yeah, in the first episode, yeah, he was the one who they hosted a bad a bad dinner party yeah. for Mr. Harding got fired. So, the whole thing doesn't We're still not sense. sure if he's fired or not, or if that was just a, something in that first episode. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing not really, because he didn't seem too upset that day. <laughs> it's very odd. Although he was just, uh, he was just sitting at home um, in the, in the third of, we see him again in the third Maybe, episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Neither yeah. seem phased. He by was that. fired. I was raised by that information. So, yeah, so Agnes is warning Dottie that that Dottie's the one that makes the decisions in town. She gets your kids into the right school. Um, You know, that, so we're, you were mentioning before, the kid thing. So we're getting this kid thing going here. And we get through, they're having, I guess, I don't know what this is, a brunch by the pool? Mm -hmm. Yep. The talent shows in a couple hours, so we're having a last-minute meeting, which to me is, if you've ever done an event, this is completely illogical at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that was television, right? Only in television, Only yeah. Only in television. So, yeah, someone's watched a lot of television. So they're sitting down and I think having lemonade, except Agnes is passing the flask around. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is true. Agnes, Agnes is passing the plaster. <laughs> oh yes, sir. I don't know how people do this sober. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also where we meet Geraldine. Yes, Geraldine, and I love that meeting with Geraldine because you get the I don't know why I'm Did, here. So that brings us back to the helicopter. All right. Because Ger- Geraldine does really doesn't know doesn't doesn't know why she, Geraldine really doesn't seem to know why she's there. Yeah. Um, and then um, she becomes more important in the in the third episode. So as we get to the third episode, we'll talk a little bit more about Geraldine and Geraldine's history because Geraldine does not seem to be a part of Westview. Um, right. And so. So Geraldine shows up at the same time the helicopter shows up, which is interesting. Okay, were you gonna say Fiona? Where he was like, "Oh hey, how are you? How are you going?" And, and like, "Oh, oh, just the suf- suffer back your thoughts." <laughs> she's su- she's suffering in silence. <laughs> I think all the women are suffering at this point. Yes. There, there's been a there's been a few memes I've been I've been hearing about. Yeah, so it's really interesting because she is, like, I don't know why I'm here. And then she's thrown into a situation where she has to give a name. And she's kind of like, oh. And almost like, do I have a name? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Geraldine. Like, that sounds good. We'll use that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, this actor, I really like this actress, too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's good. Yeah, Woo! she's good. This is, um, I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, Tiana Paris, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she hasn't done like a whole lot, and and this is probably she'll be doing a lot more going forward, just with this exposure alone and the way she handled this role. Uh, you mm-hmm. see her personality. So here she's very um, put together. Uh, very, she seems like the typical person who's in line with what's going on and very in control and very calm at this point 
and you see a big break with that in in episode three like almost like a different character that kind of but then you see it again later so she's got like some depth going in here i think maybe wanda what wanda's wanting her to be like and what she really is like i think maybe i don't know just throwing that thought out Yes, I think I think this is kind of like what Wanda is thinking is the perfect housewife. Yeah, and as wanting as as wanting to mimic and be be that. Mm-hmm. And and I love how Paul Bettany's Vision character uh, breaks into the members only neighborhood watch meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they're like, "Well, this is kind of members only." Oh, okay, I'll be right here until there's new business. Like that. <laughs> like what do you mean and he becomes like the cool guy at the table too which i think is just hilarious yeah and this is okay so here's where your situation uh goes awry is he decides to try gum and not just any gum big red gum which i thought (laughs) really all right and of course he accidentally swallows it like somebody hits him on the back and he accidentally swallows it so and, and this is the part where they keep going funsies with the cartoon, cartoon oh incest. yeah yeah that is fun right so what, what kind what kind how are they using that fiona well the graphalize the innards of of his bodies as as if the gum ha- has a brain of memory yeah and it's, it's gunking up his gears yeah, as a stomach. Oh, the personal thing as being being a robot, you can never starve while you're working. <laughs> no, because they don't eat. That's not their source of energy. And so you see that. And then something goes really, really wrong at the luncheon. Like, everyone's left, right? So here you're really going to get into that moment where it, it breaks the scene and everything is very, very confusing. Uh, oh yeah, the, at the at the talent show. Well, right before the talent show, they're at. She's cleaning up after the little lunch. And oh, the gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but before that, so in in that in that meeting with the guys, okay. he he comes in and he's kind of like looking for like it to be a neighborhood watch sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they kind of start cutting up and telling secrets. And it's interesting, he turns to one of the guys and says, well, I've got a secret, this guy's a communist. And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. But I mean, I think he was real. I think he was being serious. I think Vision was telling on that guy and then they kind of laugh it off and stuff. So it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting because I, I think that might've actually been true. Well, yeah, I think, I think, and I don't even think he even realizes it's true. Like it was, that was a subconscious thing he said, but like the wrong yeah. robots never forget, right? So he's like, "Oh, that guy is from this situation in my life." And this, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, he's like one of those Russian guys. He's a communist. <laughs> he's a communist, and I was just like, I just thought that was, that was interesting. Um, so yeah, no, I love that line. That was great. That was, and it would fit yeah. perfectly bizarrely in that sitcom like that they didn't talk about that in the movies in hollywood in the sitcoms at least you know on television but it was a big thing going rumbling in hollywood during that time in the blacklist oh yeah 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 the the mccarthy era right so it was a little nod to that little Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's probably true too 
<laughs> but it was, in, it was just kind of, it's a little nod to that, but it was interesting because it could be true. Yep. Now, uh, into back into the garden, the, okay, yeah. the tea party where she's cleaning up. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I love, yes. That was, that's a great line. It is worthy. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're getting back into the tea party and she thanks Dottie for allowing her to help clean up while she's, ro- you know, Wanda's rolling her eyes, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to clean, help you clean up. And, um, and then she goes, I think we're, we got off onto the wrong foot. Right, right. And then things kind of fall apart at that point and you, there's a radio there and you're hearing um, over the radio, Wanda, Wanda? Well, that because Dottie starts questioning Wanda right before that oh, happens. Oh, yes. Dottie was questioning Wanda again. So like right. it, just like in episode one where Wanda got questioned and and Mr. Hart started choking, uh-huh. Dottie starts questioning Wanda and throws her off and Wanda breaks character for a second. So Dottie's questioning her, like, I don't, you know, I don't, it was something like, I don't like you or I don't trust you or I know, th- I know who you are. I, I forgot what the line was that Dottie said to Wanda. Right, along those, right. Dottie didn't along. trust her. Like she was going to yeah. do something bad. Yeah, and like I, I know who you are, mm-hmm. and and then Wanda breaks character, and that's when the radio does something funky. What did the radio do? Remember, Fiona? Uh, I well, I guess I guess it took it, it personally repeated to Wanda. No, what are you doing? Get back the script. Oh well, I said who is doing this to you? Or who is doing or who is doing this to you? Right, so there's something reaching out. Now it is the it is the um, voice of the FBI character that's an Ant Man. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I've been given the narrator here. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. You definitely see um, Jimmy Woo, who's from Ant Man, and yeah. um, he, the character's his his real name is Randall Park. And he was in the movie Always Be My Maybe, which was on Netflix, which is amazing. And everyone should go see that because there's a Keanu Reeves scene in there that should die for. Because Keanu Reeves playing himself. I'll just leave it at that. But ever since I've seen that, I love Randall Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Randall Park. Yeah, so he's great. And he's, I, always, I felt so bad for him in Ant-Man because he's always got egg on his face, basically. Like, he's always, like, a few seconds away, and Ant-Man always gets away, and he's like, okay, well, I guess you win, all right. <laughs> so they're saying that that's his voice on the, on the radio reaching out to Wanda. So it's hard to tell if, if what Dottie was doing caused it or what Wanda was doing caused it, like the breaking. I think it was, again, it was Wanda breaking character. Okay. It was yeah. breaking her concentration. Um, and so it allowed, it seemed to allow that that transmission to go through. The Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Oh, or is my brain think, thinking, am I trapped in virtual reality? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the and then the radio starts to come back on after like Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And then the radio comes on. And the song is, "Help me," and it sounds like it sounds like, "Help me, Wanda." Yeah, get her out of my heart. Yeah, something like that. So it's interesting how they did that. Yeah, and so that's your that's your song. And this 
episode, right? Because they really only do like one song, like one pop culture song in each episode, which is interesting. Yeah. And then Dottie's black glass is broken at um, at this point, and it, it it cuts her hand and her head. Oh uh, yeah, and this is the point where I I try to comment. Uh, oh, what did you do yourself? Don't you should have done that. Oh, oh, I knew, I knew it. But apparently, obviously the blood, but apparently the the blood went went red just 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 to show off what happened. Yeah, again, yeah. Well, again, the color red comes mm-hmm. into play. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering too if I don't know. Like Wanda looked really shocked that that had happened and upset about it. So I don't know if Donnie Dottie's psychotic character or just Wanda like trying to regain control of the situation. Well, it seems like there is a bit of a regain in the control of the situation, and Dottie just almost moves on as if nothing's happened. Yeah, that was creepy. She talks about getting blood out of out of clothing and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, I've gotten blood out of clothing before. No big deal. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> she has this huge gash in her hand with glass stuck into it and stuff. Yep. And they just kind of just kind of moves right along. One hour till the talent show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right yeah. along. Yeah. Oh, so I looked up something really quick because I thought this was interesting. So. Uh, the character of Geraldine, obviously that's like a that's like a cover for or you know, some weird name that they put on top, but her real name yeah. in the Marvel world is Monica Rambeau, who yep. is the little girl who appears in Captain Marvel. Yes. So yeah. I was gonna talk about that in episode three, but yes, that is that is that is true. Because and you'll see the sword again around her neck in episode three. So she's a part of, she's a member of S.W.O.R.D. somehow. Right. So then we also know that this has to be after the end game. Oh, no, we don't. But I'm going to say it anyway. So after the it's, end yeah, game. Yeah, it's hard to, still, yeah. I'm thinking because it's still, because the age is right. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably most likely is after end game. Um, we're not 100% sure, but most likely. Yeah. I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Hey, you know, it could change. We'll find out. They'll give us more information. Yeah. So then the question is, is Vision, if that's the case, then is Vision actually really there? Or is Vision an illusion? Yeah. If Vision's there, there did did Wanda go back and recreate him? Because Wanda has, it seems to have all the powers of all of the different Infinity Stones. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of manipulation going on. For sure. Well, she can manipulate reality. She seems to be able to manipulate time, the soul stone. She seems to be able to, in the very end of Endgame, she could feel both Black Widow and it seemed like Vision. She was like, because she makes a statement to Hawkeye that she, that, that, that they're fine, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, not for Hawkeye not to worry that. And she said that they are fine. She doesn't say she's fine. She says they're fine. And it seems like she's referring to both Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, and to Vision. So she, she, and she can, she can destroy things like the Mind Stone. Um, she can manipulate time. She, uh, so she seems to have all of those different powers, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So we're still not sure. Did she really? Was she able to recreate Vision? Uh, yeah, we don't know. Do I don't same? know. I have no idea. So anyway, so right here is where we have our next commercial. And this is definitely all Hydra. 
all the time because mm -hmm. you've got a watch it's the strucker watch which is mm -hmm. wolfgang von struckers you know one of the main characters from hydra he's the one that grant that used the um, loki scepter to give wanda her powers right and what's interesting mm -hmm. is he'll make the time for you yeah all creepy all oh, the time yeah. oh, oh, oh it's so oh is this the watch the, the the switchback time to your to your good old days yeah really yeah, talking good. about the one of the infinity like, stones oh, with time it's, it's gonna and, be this is gonna feel so fake here yeah it's it's really really creepy this one but yeah so i think so i think back to geraldine i think um geraldine and that what got there by the helicopter okay got there in the and helicopter in. yeah and then it something just, happened okay yeah was changed some wanda did something okay yeah or or somebody did something that helicopter became a toy she became geraldine okay she doesn't know who she is right um, in episode three i noticed the skipping head she doesn't have a home she just appears and and agnes says something about that too right there's so a anyway, lot of this kind of looping in episode three about that and she quite clearly is maria rambo right yeah so then okay so we after that really creepy commercial we get i'm sorry monica rambo maria is her mom monica rambo okay was that her mom or uh she maria rambo is, is was her mom okay. um and she's yeah, monica? monica rambo gotcha. yeah she's monica yeah and maria is the is the is the mom that you see in captain marvel right her her captain marvel's friend Okay, so now we get to the talent show that's at the gazebo in the main square of the town. This is this is so TV. Oh my gosh, this is so TV. Like they oh there's a it's a back lot of a studio that they would fix up to look like this one town and they use the same gazebo in fifty different sitcoms and the square and then i love how they have the department store behind them that's the wentworth so it's like the woolworth department yeah. store very mm -hmm. typical of small town america and it, you know it's a certain time period you could walk on the universal studio lot this would be there you could walk on a 21st century or 20th century studio that would be here the disney studio it would be here the square Warner is Brothers. just so yeah. quintessential yeah yeah it's there i just love it i love it yeah I, i've worked on sets like this when i was a kid you know and they're mm -hmm. so fun to run around <laughs> and you see just the right angle just like you just see the right corner of it so that's exactly what you see and you know next door would be something that would not even make any sense in this this scene like it's 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 amazing to me when you look at a set and then what you see on the camera you're like, no way. <laughs> How did they do that? That's amazing. Because you, they would, I remember one set I was on, they had an entire KFC inside one of those big studios and it was raining. So they built the rain inside, was outside of the KFC. So I had to run through the, in, the KFC built in a studio lot with an umbrella with a fake rain into the built. It was, you're just, this is absurd. This won't look good. <laughs> and you look at it and you look, it looks like a real KFC anywhere. KFC, yeah. And all you're like, it's so bizarre. I just, it's, it really truly is magical. 
that in on these studio lots it really is and so i love seeing how they did this 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 scene that would never happen you would never have a talent show in a main square with 20 i love remember how she says oh we're all sold out well <laughs> it's the same 20 people that you've seen the entire show and there are no kids that's another one. There's no kids for this yeah, elementary school. Yeah, and this is the purpose of the sign that says, make the talent show for the kids. For the children. For the children. But then that, that, that brings back the question, what children and whose children? <laughs> no orphans, children. Orphans' children? Yeah. Right, yeah. Is it for Wanda and Vision's children? I don't know. For the children. For the children, yeah. For the children. Yeah, so I think I think it's like there's some sort of manipulation going on trying to get Wanda and Vision to have children. Right, right. They need to have yeah. children because it's for the children. It's for the children. It is. So they're having a talent show, and of course Wanda's waiting for Vision. Vision's late because he's got the gum all stuck in his gears, and nothing well, goes as planned. But that's okay because Wanda can fix yeah. it. And it kind of makes him act a little bit drunk, like he's drunk. Yes. Yeah, he kind of goes a bit, a bit, a bit corky throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But hey, maybe they just think he's totally acting like a, a clown. He is. He absolutely is. All the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, he does a great job. It's funny. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. I love him in this. And, you know, he starts doing his vision things. And she's compensating for it by creating things. Like he starts floating, so she creates a pulley system. And uh, she saves, she spares the rabbit. <laughs> what? Senior Just... Scratchy. Senior Scratchy. Scratchy. Yeah, Senior Scratchy. I want to pull him out of the hat. Yeah, I think his little white paws went out the door. Yeah. So and then uh, the card trick lands up being like the last card oh yeah card. and this is and this was I like, like uh, oh what, what was the men's name which one sherman that's really herm Sher- sherman had had a chance to do the card trick and and when he got the first the first and like the first king card he hit it behind his back and when he showed the king, when Vision showed him the king card, Sherman was like, uh, nope, that's not my card. And for Herb? Up, nope, nope, not my card. Nope, nope, I'm, nope, 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 I'm nope, sorry nope, if I'm nope. getting this person's name wrong. And then at the end, showed the king, the same king card. Yes, that is my card. Oh, is it the same card? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, and I love how he picks up the piano and she makes it like a flat two-dimensional piano and Phil Jones that was my grandmother's oh <laughs> uh, when it was it was probably yeah at first it was probably literally an actual piano which kind of tells you Phil knows what's going on <laughs> it seems like it Phil's like wait <laughs> where's my piano I just want my piano back so and then in the end you know he supposed to put Wanda in the cabinet and Wanda um brings Geraldine into the the disappearing cabinet because everyone starts chanting what's in the cabinet and she feels like she has to fill it to make the scene make any sense so geraldine geraldine pops into the cabinet which i thought was interesting she was like and then 
later on she was like how did that happen when then i was backstage oh, yeah. the next all, minute all i'm these, in the cabinet all these forces work are now literally done by string Oh, you're talking about the pulley system. Right, yeah. right. And they had like mirrors showing how things would, because uh, Vision pu- puts the hat through his body. So they're, you know, they had all the mirrors, showed mirrors, ex- trying to explain well, away. Yeah, and one of the girls goes, is that how mirrors work? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that makes no sense. But everybody's like, oh, okay. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Dottie's like, like <laughs> tells her basically to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That was, yeah, that was a lot of work. Don't spoil the illusion. <laughs> Yes. Like Dottie learned that lesson earlier on uh-huh. in the episode. She's like, I'm good. So then they go back behind the scenes and Wanda figures out what, why Vision has been all messed up and gets the gum out of him. Magically. Whoop. Oh, and then we said, yeah, we see the cartoons, right? Again, with the gears and everything like that. Yeah. And then they're happy. Right. And then they're going to sneak off because they're afraid they've ruined the whole thing. But of course, we have a happy ending, right? And Dottie accepts them into the fold and gives them a ward for their And yes, efforts. the thumbnail of this episode may be a spoiler because she got pregnant. Yeah, so Fiona's jumped ahead, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. Yeah, so then, yeah, we're back. We're back at home, right? And they're kind of relaxing, and she decides to get pop- popcorn and stands up, and she's pregnant. As, as happens in TV. Yes, magically. Magically pregnant. Oh, which reminds me, so this is very 1950s, since we're talking about this, is, you know, they really didn't show pregnant women on television. So that's another thing, right? So you didn't show pregnant women on television in the ni- 1950s, but they started doing it in the 1960s. And uh, my grandmother got upset about that because, you know, then you might have to answer some questions. <laughs> so if a pregnant woman came on television, my grandmother would change the channel. And, and my mom would be like, seriously? Because my mom's like in high school at this point, like late high school, almost in college. Like, 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 like I haven't figured like, this out, right? It, it's like she could be that mom who doesn't let their child watch PG movies. Kind, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting watching that progression and also my mom was one of the first women who went to school pregnant because that wasn't acceptable for a teacher to go to school pregnant you know you might have to answer some questions (laughs) how does this happen why are you so fat what's going on yeah so i think that there was a big avoidance of the subject so you know we avoided that on television too I mean, if there yeah. if there's a if there's a bunch of kid channels act, act, acting out scenes of pregnancy, kid YouTube channels. Kid YouTube. Oh, jeez. It's a it's a it's a little bit dark. So yeah, um, so we have and then you know you get the is this really happening from her? So we don't you know and then, so this is when we see another big, moment where we're kind of, out of character and you hear a big boom they go outside and that's where you really see a very strange episode what what's happening fiona we see some bee man okay and where is he coming out out of of a manhole cover Uh uh-huh 
And you don't see his face, but oh, what do you yeah. see? Oh, yeah. He might be doing, doing some supplizing work underneath. That could be the... It could be the... TV studio, or he could be the the villain mm-hmm. behind cover. So we're having those bees again, and and what did you? What, I know we're doing the the um, hexagons and the bees, and I can't remember what you said that was, Brian. Aim, aim, and okay. if you watched Iron Man three, um, there is a guy who what he had uh, it was uh, good heavens, I forgot his name. But he was a scientist. It's basically a science wing of Hydra. He had an AIM t-shirt on in the elevator. Okay. And he was trying to sell Tony Stark on his products um, and his research and stuff. And Tony Stark kind of brushes him off. Um, and he ends up being... Um, he's played by Guy Pierce, And I forget the, his character's name in the, in, actual, in the actual thing. But he's played by Guy Pierce, oh, And okay. he, causes, he causes... He's kind of genetically manipulating people i guess you could kind of say and um you know like if if you cut off a limb it grows back um but they're they're unstable the like energy unstable and they explode they're like oh like human bombs okay kind of thing um and like you know they just kind of have like a they you know like they just destabilize and the people just explode like bombs um, and Pepper Potts ends up getting infused with with that, and um, Tony. They were able to stabilize her though okay. at the end. So Pepper Potts gets some powers at the end of it. But um, that was uh, the research division of AIM, and that's from Iron Man three. If you, okay. if you so you can see AIM in in the current MCU there. So we think AIM is going to be a part of the current MCU. All right. Well, we're definitely getting clues of it here for sure. But it was interesting because yeah. he had the sword symbol on his back. But he's a very yeah. ominous character. But the sword symbol would would. Uh, it's kind of confusing whether he's aim or sword. But the right. sword symbol would seem seem like he's sword, like with Geraldine. Is. Right. Like maybe he's trying to control the bees. Yeah. Let's go over that. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. But Wanda is having none of oh, it. She, yes. She sees it, and she basically rewinds and erases all of that from happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were about to get the climax scenes, but but nope. That, that, that was just a that was just a bit bit of too much too much reality to to get out of your out of your homey space. Right, and and, and that she literally says the word no. Very emphatically, yeah. and and that oh, and say the magic words, and right? No, we'll never see what else happens. She wants a happy ending, and she's gonna get one by golly. Just, just without a cliffhanger. With this episode, <laughs> well, the cliffhanger is the pregnancy, but yeah. So we rewind to the exact scene when they say, "Is this really happening?" And Vision changes his line and embraces the situation, and it's a happy ending. It's what she wanted. So yeah, it leaves a lot of questions. You start seeing the hexagon shape at the end here in the credits um no idea who's in charge she's obviously has some charge and some control of what's going on we don't know why there's bees we don't know why there's the sword poor geraldine (laughs) she's like thrown in she's thrown at the hornet's nest here so we'll definitely see what's going on oh to make it more happier we always need to lit lit off this black and white this like after we've been in steamboat willie 
with color. Right. Right, so right here, here's our happy ending, and then we see um, color. You see the RGB kind of separated, blurry as it crosses, and then a, a clear picture forms with the colorization, which happened to yeah. a lot of shows at this time. They would go from black and white one season to color to the next season. Like from the Reluctant mm -hmm. Dragon. Uh, the, oh, Reluctant Dragon, yes, and Bewitched turned to color too. When they when they kiss, oh, yes. the but the first thing that turns color is his face. It turns red, right? Like he, which his face is no, you know normally red, but yeah, so red again pops back up. Yeah, there's a lot of red. So yes, yeah, so you yep. see the red and everything. Yep, it's quite beautiful. They did yeah. a really good job. It, they did. It was gorgeous. And when I had thoughts for the future of where the show was going to go, I was like, oh, it's now to sixties show because sometimes. 60s. Sometimes we get color color TV almost almost in the 60s, but now it's 70s. We get all color TV in the 70s. Yeah, pretty much all the shows in the 1970s were color. Yeah, so we're we're still in the 1960s. Yeah, and uh, I think we'll stop here for the night. But one thing, 1970s, that's my jam. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. it is so relatable in TV and real life. Like I got all of this, man. I was just so many details of this I can grasp onto for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. That's that. joining us on another episode of Diz Podopolis, and I sure hope you enjoyed our uh, wonderful conversation about WandaVision. We are super excited for the next episode that's coming out. Uh, we only got through two because, my gosh, there was just so much to talk about, and it was so much background to learn about. It, just very, very exciting stuff for me. And so we are going to uh, keep going with our conversation with WandaVision, and we hope you guys enjoy it. All right, Fiona, you ready to say uh, goodnight to everybody? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. what happens if, if, if Scar, Scar, Scarlet kill, kill, kills over the, t the TV station? Takes it over? Kills it. Kills it? Oh, ends the television? Yeah. Uh-oh, I don't know. There goes the TV show. It yeah. might be ending soon. I don't know. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well, the next season would be like. <laughs> Let's get through this for a season, season first. What, what would the online fans have opinions for? Oh, yes. There's lots of opinions out there, aren't there? You want people to send us an email if they have an opinion? You can send us an email at comments at dispodopolis.com and we can um, share your opinions on our podcast. And yes, thank you so much for listening to us. I I do have to simply said, 
I've been a bad influence. Oh, okay. You're going to tell them why? Well, you haven't been a bad influence. Something has been a bad influence on you. Something new on your phone. <laughs> okay. So, school time. Um, Protations. Off of, off of school. Off of school. Procrastination? Procrastinations <laughs> off of school. School. Uh-huh. Procrastinations. Um... Recently, Disney came out with this new game called Disney Battle Heroes, where where you you can you can like join Ralph and Penelope in this internet type type city to to gather heroes and upgrade them and defeat all these all these little virus virus enemies. Oh, that's what you've been doing. Oh, you've been defeating virus enemies. Gotcha. Yes, yes. You've been playing that a lot. Yeah, it's a and technically usually when I when I play a fighting game or or racing game or in any character games in, in general, I just tend to try to collect them all. Yes, and she's we have our uh, phones set up for our kids so they're not able to uh, purchase anything without permission from uh, Jeff or I, my husband or I. And so I'm getting alerts about every five minutes of how she wants to buy something for her game because she feels like she's missing out. Even even with these like these VIP rings, which 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 ten if it it wants me to get them by buying diamonds mm-hmm. and VIP rings. Just just let I'm I'm assuming VIP rings let. Let me have freedom for more like ar- arena fights. Yes, probably. So you're having deep FOMO issues. And that was a great <laughs> nickname for me. Fear of missing out, Miss Fiona. Yes, FOMO Fiona. Yeah, but if yeah, if if you want to purchase this game, you you could get it anytime, and the updates will 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 still will still be installed. Yep. Okay. You have anybody, anybody you want to say goodnight to tonight, or? Oh, who is the one that commented on my animation? Mr. Milligan. Good night, Mr. Milligan. He's your case manager <laughs> at the high school. Good. Good. Good night, Miss Miss Dana. The Dana Mendoza. Yeah. So Miss um, Diana Mendoza, she's your animation teacher. Yes, she's very nice. And if you want to check, and recently I just did. Uh, almost a full animation without any copyright laws of, of, <laughs> of music so it's available now on on one of our youtube sites yeah we'll put a link to that fiona just finished her animation piece for her high school competition and so we will put a link to that on our our Dispodopolis, uh page for sure and you can catch fiona on toad girl on instagram and on twitter yeah and one more Call and warn warning. You usually I tend I tend to get merching or games, be, because of of you usually specific characters that I've read are in it. Oh yeah, that's how they hook you in for sure. All right, Ryan, you ready to say goodnight to everybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to say goodnight. Um, before we say goodnight, can we rank Wandavision where we think it where we think it might fall like? How out of five Mickey ears? 
Oh, where sure. You, where would y'all rank WandaVision so far in the first two episodes? What do you think of Fiona? Um, I, w- I would say a five, but if it just ends at one season, maybe maybe a three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there definitely will be another season because it's, I don't know what that will look like, but it definitely has a lot of popularity right now. I don't know if we think about the one season going, that one season going up to eight episodes, like most recent Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I'm going to rate it probably, um, I'm going to give it like a four and a half because I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I enjoy the quietness of it so far. I, I enjoy the way they're building the story and the odes to all the television past. So that's kind of where I fall. Where are you following, Ryan? Following Ryan? Uh, right now, I think I'm falling right about a four out of five Mickey ears. I have really enjoyed all the comedy and just kind of the relief from from everyday life right now. And I think they're doing a really good job. They're nailing that well. And I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go. And um, I, 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 hope it, I hope it just gets better from here on out. I think a lot of high pack energy is coming very soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not even a high packed energy. I mean, I'm good if it stays kind of almost rom-com drama right now i I don't i don't i mean it'd be good to get some some adventure in there and some high-packed energy but you know i really have like surprisingly i've enjoyed the rom-com part of this (laughs) i really have it just kind of like just the comic relief you know and you just come home and it's just a relief from you know your day-to-day life and i and i and you know sometimes that's what a sitcom is for you know Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, there really hasn't been a good family sitcom in a really long time. And this kind of fits the bill, honestly. You know, it's- oh, yeah. When, he ha- when we have Elias around, he'll always know what, what feels good or bad. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm trying to think where, where this would fall. I think um, over seven for sure. Oh, I don't know if it has like the you know the the age warning. I don't I don't recall that, but maybe it does. But I would think, yeah, probably just you would you'd you'd want to be like over seven. You'd want to be like oh second, third grade on up. Yeah, it says TVPG. Um, I think yeah. probably third grade just for kind of understanding and being able to follow along with the story. And mm-hmm. no foul language. Right. Yep, there is no, there's not, there's not a lot of foul language right now and stuff. But yeah, to be able to follow along with the story and then to enjoy a rom com, I mean, you kind of, it, it, the kids need to be a little bit older. Um, so you know, third grade, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Same with the Mandalorian. Um, barring from that, that was a nice family show that we could watch together. Probably a mm-hmm. little bit older, I would say. Probably a ten year old, being, um, depending on your child. For sure. Uh, but Elias, our 11-year-old, and he was 10, 10 when he watched part of it and part when he was 11. He almost appreciated it more when he was 11 than 10. It took a little maturity for him to to get hooked into it. And we could definitely tell a difference between the two years in his age when he was watching it. So I'm thinking probably very similar to this show 
uh, you definitely want to be upper elementary and even going into middle school just so you do appreciate it more and understand what's going on and, and have the patience to sit through something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And there, and of course, there are outliers. You know, some, a handful of younger kids might like it too. It just kind of depends. You know, you, you'll know pretty quickly after you watch an episode whether your child <laughs> likes it or not. Oh, yeah. They'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I would say, you know, typically second, third grade for this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the family sitcoms, I would say that was probably their, their audience also. Yeah. 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 Just looking back at my own life. Well, I'll say goodnight now. Um, um, you can catch me on Twitter at Ryan Flint underscore edu. And I will say goodnight to my mom and to my Aunt Dolores and to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Dispodopolis. Yes. Thanks for joining us, you guys. It was uh, great uh, to get together and be able to talk about the WandaVision and talk about all the different stories. I learned a lot from Mr. Ryan or Cousin Ryan. I like to call you Cousin Ryan. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like that name. That's, that's a, that's a good name. And unless you all know, I hashtag, um, you can find us always by hashtagging Cousin Ryan, Tink Scout, or Toad Girl because I put those hashtags <laughs> on all the things. I think it just pretty much sums us up. And, yeah. and me for trying to get into something Marvel related. Oh, yeah, this is a great one for people who aren't necessarily comic book people and uh, but really in, enjoy a story and a relationship and how it develops. Ooh. And you can reach me at Tink Scout on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always read Dispodopolis uh, on our Facebook site. We have a Pinterest site. We have an Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. We have a website. We're all sorts of awesome. Oh, you and your little indestructible little head. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you real soon. Take out the papers and the trash. Oh, you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Don't go back. Just finish cleaning up your room. And now it's time for a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight.
jokes in that show in wandavision yeah. you want me to pull a joke out for me to say <laughs> for oh you and your indestructible head <laughs> i like that one okay, okay. oh you and your little trackable in, in their head indestructible <laughs> oh you and your little indestructible little head <laughs> that's funny Oh, she's playing music now from the <laughs> her game she's been playing. <laughs> Got notifications. Not, we're we're not done yet. Tune in tomorrow for the next WandaVision episode. Catch them all. Wait, can you pause it so we can finish? <laughs> Look, it's Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Oh, yeah. There he is. Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.